Welcome to the CC Broadcast, a part of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministries. This week we'll be hearing from our radio preacher, Reverend Steve Kramer, and the first message in his series, Back to School, Class Syllabus. Today I'm beginning a short sermon series from an often overlooked book of the Bible, which contains valuable treasures for living each day as God's people. We begin our worship in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's pray together. Almighty God and Father, we turn our hearts to you this day, believing that you have the words of abundant and eternal life. So please speak to us, O Lord, for your servants are listening. In the name of Jesus, we ask this. Amen.
Today's reading is from the book of Proverbs, chapter 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth, let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction.
let's see if you can figure out from these clues what I'm going to be speaking about today. First, it's something that the alcoholic asks for in the serenity prayer. Also, it's something that we hope our children will exercise as they go off into the world on their own. It's something that kings and leaders have prayed for in the past and even now in the present time. It's something all of us wish we had more of. So what am I describing here? If you thought or said wisdom, you're right. What a valuable thing it is to have wisdom working in one's life. I have on more than one occasion personally prayed for it, as James tells us to do in his New Testament letter. And God wants us to have wisdom. In fact, we can find instructions on wisdom in our Bibles, in the book of Proverbs, for instance, in Ecclesiastes, in the Song of Solomon. In Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, these were compiled long ago by the Spirit's leading to offer God's people observations and insights for living wisely. When we talk about wisdom, it's uh, having practical skills for living life well. That's wisdom. Choosing the right course of action for the desired result in everyday living. You could say that in the book of Proverbs, God is offering his people a class for gaining wisdom. So I thought it'd be valuable to sit in on this class and pick up a few bits of valuable wisdom from God during the next few Sundays. Today's passage that was read earlier serves as the syllabus on this first day of class. There are three, port, uh, three parts uh, to this introduction. First, we meet the teacher who put the class curriculum together. His name is Solomon. He was the son of King David, Israel's greatest king. Perhaps you remember the story of Solomon's great prayer for wisdom as he stepped into his role as the king of Israel. And God was pleased by his prayer, and Solomon soon had an international reputation for his wisdom as well as his wealth. We are also given uh, the subject matter in this opening verse, Proverbs. Uh, the subject matter is Proverbs, short, pithy sayings that give truths. Next, the purpose and goals of the class is laid out for us in verses 2 through 6. In studying these Proverbs, one will first come to know wisdom, which I've described as practical skills for godly living, as well as they'll get, come to know instruction, which means discipline and teaching. And they'll gain understanding of the upcoming words of insight in the rest of Proverbs about living out one's life. Uh, next, he or she will receive instruction in wise dealing in righteousness, justice, and equity. In other words, uh, the student uh, in this class will learn ethical training for living in community, in doing the right things in relationship with other people. Uh, this class is also intended to teach prudent behavior, knowledge, and discretion. In order to develop good common sense and sound judgment, 
Students will also increase in learning and obtain guidance in studying the words of the wise and their riddles. In this book, they'll become more learned and enlightened in knowing which way to go as they face the various decisions and choices one must make in life. And by the way, notice the audience. This class is for the immature and the mature, the simple, the youth, and seniors, because we're never too old to grow in godly wisdom. And now we get to the class's foundation, its starting point. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Knowledge and wisdom are used interchangeably in the book of Proverbs. So we'll just use it as the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. This statement is the key to all that follows in this book. It's what sets this wisdom apart from any other ancient wisdom. And we learn that it's based primarily upon a relationship with God. I mean, the big idea here is that wise living starts with a relationship with God. This course in wisdom is not simply a self-help thing, but it's God-based. On the, It's based on the fear of the Lord. Lord is the covenant name of the God of Israel. Remember, it's the name he told Moses when Moses asked about God's name during the burning bush encounter. Its intention is to teach us how to live wisely as God's people at work and home and in all our other various life settings. And its goal, then, is to make us more set apart for the Lord as wise representatives before all the other peoples of the world. So we will do life his way, believing his wisdom is above all, and the only way that's going to happen is first having a personal relationship with God. And that relationship is described here as one that contains uh, an element of fear. It talks about the fear of the Lord. It's an often used phrase in the Bible. The fear of the Lord is talked about as uh, reverence and awe and humility, such as Isaiah had in his vision of the Lord in the Jerusalem temple, which you can read in Isaiah 6. Or it's described as dread and terror before the Lord, like the sailors uh, had in the Jonah story during the storm at sea, when Jonah ex explained that the storm had come from God. Or there's uh, concern an anxiety of Moses at the burning bush, getting his call to set God's people free from Egyptian slavery. In the New Testament, uh, there's a man named Cornelius, a, a non-Jewish man, an Italian, who chose to fear the Lord of Israel. And he worshiped the Lord and gave alms uh, obediently to the poor, and he prayed a lot. He had the fear of the Lord, according to uh, Acts. We see that there 
is then in this phrase both a, a rational and an emotional aspect to this relationship with the Lord God of the Bible. What comes to mind, by the way, when you think about the fear of the Lord, it's not something we talk about much. Certain snapshots come to mind uh, as I think about fear of something. Uh, my father, for instance, I, I loved him, trusted him, felt safe with him, and yet I also feared him. I knew not to push him too far or cross the boundaries he set for me. Another snapshot uh, is a police officer. I feel safe in his or her presence. For instance, when I'm at a big gathering, when police are around. But because of his or her uniform and given authority and the gun hanging there on the, whole, uh, on the hip, there's a bit of a, a fear that is struck within me. And I strive to be polite and cooperative and behave myself. Or the highway patrolman. Say you're driving down the highway, maybe a little bit over the speed limit or, or, or even under it, and you see this patrol car sitting on the side of the road or in the center between the lanes uh, as you're coming from the opposite direction. And fear sets in that causes me to automatically touch my brakes, whether I'm going the speed limit or not. Of course, my last snapshot is um, confirmation class. My small catechism written by Martin Luther, in which I'm told that we are to fear, love, and trust God above all things. So putting scripture and my snapshots together, we can uh, see that then that to fear God is to stand in a subservient position before him, to surrender, to humbly acknowledge your sinfulness and weakness and dependence upon him. It's recognize that he is God and you're not, and submitting to his authority over you. It's believing that he holds the key to real living, and there's no true knowledge and truth and wisdom to be found without first bowing the knee to him alone. It's a willingness to humbly trust and obey him because you know that he is the source of real wisdom to make one's life work as it was intended to work. The fear of the Lord is to love what the Lord loves and to hate what the Lord hates. And that's the beginning of real wisdom for living, Solomon says. Now Solomon often uses what's called an uh, antithesis statement to follow up uh, the first statement uh, of the Proverbs, something that is opposite of the first. He, so he, he does so here. Notice, after this foundational proverb, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, Solomon then writes, fools despise wisdom and instruction. In other words, Solomon's saying, there, there's another way to go, but it's a foolish way to go. Go with God. You see, there are some who don't care about wisdom and discipline, or God for that matter. They actually scoff at God, saying, I don't need God. I can get by fine without him. And our proverb calls them fools. In another proverb, uh, Solomon says, The fool says in his heart, there is no God. 
And the Apostle Paul talks about these kind of people in Romans chapter 1. Claiming to be wise, they became fools, exchanging the glory of the immortal God for images and other gods, giving in to their lusts and desires. And that's a destructive and deadly thing to do, Paul points out. So, there you have it. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Uh, fools despise wisdom and instruction. Which one are you? Are you on the wisdom path with God or on the pathway of the fool? Jesus once told a story about a guy who was so full of himself. He was a successful farmer who was blessed with a major bumper crop and he began to talk to himself a lot. Probably he was, was his favorite company. <laughs> After the great harvest, he started congratulating himself about his great crop. He talked about his barn and his grain and goods, which he could store away safely in his new barns for the future. And he said to himself, Self, now relax, eat, drink, and be merry. God was totally off the radar screen of this man's life. Well, that very night, death came knocking on this man's door. And after he was laid in the ground, God made a pronouncement upon him in his life. He called him fool. Fool, who, who gets all this now, he asked. And Jesus said to those listening to his story, so is the one who is so busy laying up treasure for himself and being godless. The fear of the Lord is the beginning, the prerequisite for real wisdom. So if you're wondering, how does one enter into that relationship with God? The answer is simply this, Jesus. God has made his wisdom known to us in the person of his son, Jesus Christ. The word became flesh and dwelt among us full of grace and truth, we're told. And the word in the Greek is logos, which is a wisdom term for that day when John was written. And God's wisdom was shown ultimately at the cross, though it looked like foolishness to the world. It was there that the penalty for our sin was paid, and the way back to a relationship with God was established once and for all through Christ's atoning death. And so the Apostle Paul could write to the Colossians that in Christ, lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So if you're looking for some real wisdom in your life that can help it work better than it has, God is one who holds the key. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, having a relationship with him. And that relationship comes through trusting and following his incarnate son, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. It happens for us when we lay aside the wisdom and pursuits of this world and turn to the risen Savior who says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And he promises then to welcome you with open arms. And that, my friend, is the beginning of practical living, of wisdom, godly living. Ask him in then. Go to Jesus. But perhaps you are a believer already and you are simply wanting to grow in wisdom as a God believer. 
Well, then welcome to class. Proverbs has wonderful and wise words to enrich your life. Your assignment for next week is to read through chapter 13 of Proverbs. Read it slowly. Pause and chew on the message of each proverb. Roll it around in your head a bit. Don't be in a hurry. And see what you find, what will be revealed. And next week, we'll be taking an in-depth look at one of those proverbs from chapter 13. I hope you'll come back and worship next week with us. Let's pray. We thank you, Lord, for your words of wisdom and insight that you offer us in your word. By the power of your spirit, help us to trust in you with all our heart, fear you with reverence, awe, and humility, and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Hi, this is Matt Reister, Executive Director for Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Thanks for tuning in to today's broadcast. We're here to proclaim Jesus Christ as Redeemer of the world and to promote the truth of God's Word. In addition to this weekly broadcast, we want to mention two podcasts which you can listen to for free on our website, christiancrusaders.org, or on our mobile app, the Christian Crusaders app, which can be downloaded from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. The CC Podcast Daily Dose features short devotions from an overview of the Bible and the CC Podcast Conversations features inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. In fact, here are some excerpts from those interviews. Here's Ron Gruber, a former motorcycle gangster and murderer. But I grabbed that thing, and after I, I got myself psyched to a point, and I mean, I cracked that hammer back and put it against my head, and I, I heard it just like you and me are talking. Don't kill yourself with that gun. You kill yourself with me. This is Christian singer-songwriter Michael W. Smith. You know, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. 
That's one, that's, and you don't like God to humble you, and I've been there. It's not fun. I'd rather do it myself. <laughs> and here's Michael W.'s fellow Christian artist, Stephen Curtis Chapman. And I feel like when people say, man, your music has encouraged me in my faith journey, it always just reminds me, again, of how God can use just about anything. You know, he can use Amen. a hillbilly from Kentucky. And here's former Hawkeye and current NFL player Ike Butker. I just remember running routes. Me and this this one other kid are running routes. I don't like to talk great about myself, but I destroyed anybody that they put up against me. <laughs> <laughs> I, dro- I didn't drop a single pass. You can listen to those interviews and over 60 others, as well as our daily Bible overview devotion and this broadcast, along with archive broadcasts from former preachers on our website, christiancrusaders.org, or on our free mobile app. Today you've been listening to the broadcast transmission of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministries. We're one of America's longest-running radio ministries on the air since 1936. We are completely donor-funded, and donations are tax-deductible. They can be sent to 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613, or made online at christiancrusaders.org. Thank you for tuning into this broadcast. We'll be here again next week at the same time. And until then, may God richly bless you.